This podcast is brought to you in collaboration with Exalt. Exalt are a brand that provide juices and shakes from all raw, fresh and natural ingredients, and they're designed by nutritional experts. They're a brand that actually reached out to me a couple of months ago. The first thing I did was Google what they're about and their mission, etc. And the first, the first line of their mission statement read, food fuels our physical, mental and emotional well-being. And straight away, I kind of knew that they're a brand that very much aligns with what we're about at Eat, Look, Feel. They have a strong focus on sustainability, the mission, the values, the people. They're just a genuinely very, very impressive brand. Throughout my coaching, I talk a lot about creating convenience and enjoyment through your nutrition to create sustainability. And I think what Exalt are doing is exactly that. They provide ready-to-drink shakes that are super convenient and full of good nutrition. So if you do see Exalt about, give them a go. I can genuinely recommend them, both the products and the brand. Welcome to the Eat, Look, Feel podcast. This podcast is here to delve into inspirational and aspirational guests' personal health, digging a little bit deeper into how they approach their nutrition, their training, and their mindset, all with the idea to create better for themselves. Please subscribe and please do share with anyone who you think might find this valuable. As usual, create better always, the Eat, Look, Feel team. This week's episode is with Alex Cannon. Alex is the founder of multi-million pound jewellery business, Crafted. We talk through Alex's journey to success, how he has found gratitude through the toughest times, and how his favourite word in the dictionary is perspective. Alex's mindset and energy is infectious, and to be honest, it's inspirational. So without further ado, this is Alex Cannon. Alex, good morning. Thank you for your time. No, thanks for having me, bro. We got, we got there in the end, didn't we? We've been trying to make it happen for a while, so... I'm told this is uh, this is your first podcast, mate. So I feel uh, very honoured. Yeah, I've done. Me and my business partner did one, but it was just like a conversation between us. But yeah, I've never been a guest on someone's before. But I'm uh, I'm happy for you to break me in, bro. We go way back. I'm honoured. I'm honoured. Let's start with the question that I start with every every episode, mate. How would you define health? So what does healthy mean to you? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Health to me is just. I wouldn't define it as like one or the other like body fitness mindset it's almost like it's a holistic thing for me so it's just how you feel every day um it's not like one thing or the other it's just how do you feel in yourself are you happy uh, how's your mindset how's your body move how does your body feel you know what i mean it, it's everything it's just are you enjoying your life and you know are you, do you have sort of vibrancy to your life that's how i define it it's not about aesthetics or how you look or how much of a good athlete you are anything like that it's just really about what's your quality of life like because you know you can have a healthy bank account and an unhealthy body you can have a healthy body and a, an unhealthy bank account where you can't you know go and enjoy your life properly so for me it's everything it's just being the best version of you possible i always say to growing up i wanted to be a hippie with fat pockets so <laughs> that's what that's always what i'm going for it's just that just a, a, a clean heart a clean mind and and having the the wealth to you know sort of live a life of freedom so for me it's just everything bro healthy is just it's everything tied into one and then obviously having your your actual health is is the main thing above all else because if you're not healthy then you can't enjoy enjoy anything so yeah putting that um at the top obviously is is paramount so yeah hope that hope that makes sense i love it like you said it's that holistic approach right it's getting the body working for you the mindset working for you everything else working for you relationships finances 100% just 
from all angles, just everything working for you to make, basically create the best, like you say, be the best you can be, right? As a, as a man, you just want to be the number one Alex you can possibly be. So powerful. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's number one. You, It's not the number one of everyone. It's just the best version of you you can possibly be. People just need to stop looking at everyone else, man, because there's no two of you, do you know what I mean? So you just need to be the best version of you and that's where you really find your happiness, I think. Yeah, there's one competitor, right? Yeah. So... Tell us a bit about yourself. So just a real, real brief introduction, how your sort of journey towards from where you started to where you are now with obviously, you know, founding Crafted and, and building that business. Give us a brief, brief background into yourself, mate. Okay, so um, we can take it back to the beginning, but that's somewhere it probably be applicable. Be straight from college, I did a, uh, I did a personal training degree, diploma straight away, because I always knew I just wanted to work for myself. I was into health and fitness, so that was just what made sense to me. And then I quickly discovered that selling my time, there was only going to be so much money I could make, no matter how much I was going to charge. Um, obviously, this was before, you know, online was, 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 was really a thing. I think if I, if I was to go back now and I was going to start being a PT, it would, I would have really gone double down on that. But when I sort of seen that that wasn't sort of going to get me where I was going to go, I, uh, where I wanted to go, I, uh, I sort of went the opposite way and started doing summer seasons, which is where I met you, I think, on my... <laughs> I think it was maybe my fourth summer. And uh, I mean, you've seen the kind of life I was living, bro. I was very much a party boy. Um, but I would always still train and I was still, I still had a business when I was there. I used to do a bit of network marketing with some nutrition companies. So I was always, I always had that entrepreneurial spirit in me. So I'd be working on the bars of a night time, out till five in the morning, up at eight in the morning, gym, work on my business in the daytime and then go back to work at the night. So it was very, uh, I suppose to say life's about balance, but it was definitely, uh, I was definitely a walk contradiction to what I was uh, preaching on the uh, on the fitness side of things. And then after seven summers, so 18 to 25 in summer seasons and winter seasons, I then came home because I had like a quarter life crisis at 25. So I was like, I can't keep doing this. So I came home and started doing more of the modeling and stuff. Um, and then that's when Instagram was a thing. So I grew the Instagram up and then um, used to sort of, be my own agent. I used to, <laughs> I used to answer emails as if I was someone else. So like I'd answer emails for like Donna who worked for me, a kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Do all my negotiations. <laughs> and then um, obviously through the modeling and stuff, I would always, I could sort of see what was going on in the industry and that. And I just seen a sort of gap in the market for sort of fashionable jewelry, but that was of a high quality and of a good price. Cause it was either poor quality stuff that like you might get in whatever, say top man, et cetera, which would, you know, just tarnish and turn your neck green. And all there was stuff that you get from a traditional jeweler's like maybe H. Samuel or whatever it may be, which would just be, you know, you wouldn't get like fashion pieces that you'd want. You'd get like run of the mill chain. So I'd seen the opportunity there. I was self-aware enough that I couldn't, no, not couldn't, but more didn't want to run the operational side of things. So I knew Danny, who's now my, now my business partner. He he had a, a brand already called um, Circular, and he wanted me to do some work for that. So I did a little bit here and there for him, but. I approached him about the business because I knew what his background was and we started it three years ago with very little uh, investment. Um, I kept doing the modeling for the first year and a half, never took no money out, reinvested it all and then at the beginning of the last year, uh, well when I first started I said after a year I don't want to be doing the modeling anymore, I just want to do my own thing with the brand. So yeah, I stopped the modeling. I also had another brand at the time which was a, a, a footwear brand called Loyalty. We sold that last year to really focus on crafted and it's just a uh, yeah, man, it's gone from strength to strength. It's really turned into quite the beast, and um, I, I love it. I mean, I stop enjoying it. I stop doing it. I uh, 
very fortunate and I've, I've always really enjoyed every aspect, aspect of my life no matter what I've been doing. So to be honest, that does give me a bit of a chip on my shoulder as well. Like I've never, I never feel like I've quote unquote worked hard to get where I am, although I've always been working. It's always been fun to me. That makes sense. So I've never felt like I've, you know, I'm from a family I'm sure you are and most of us are where it's, you know, working class background and my dad's always been like, you've got to work hard and life is hard and this is that. And cause I've never really felt like I've done that. I've probably got a bit of, I've definitely got a bit of a chip on my shoulder about it, but um, I've expressed that to people I'm close to and friends and they're just like, you're absolutely, you're absolutely mad to think that because, you know, they've seen how I, how I operate and stuff. But yeah, I think we all get a bit of imposter syndrome when we reach certain levels of success. And I know we spoke about that as well. Yeah, I think you've been super harsh on yourself there. I think you could, it's kind of like goes back to the sort of saying you create your own luck. I mean, you even alluded to it in that piece where, you know, you're doing a season. There's not many people that are doing a season that go to bed at 5 a.m., get up at 8 a.m., train, go and work, yeah. on a business, work on a business back in the UK. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that yeah, sounds yeah. like hard work to me. So I think, like you said, it's, it's lots, of, lots of votes in the right direction. It's getting your head, your head space. I know you've obviously been, been quite big on the sort of mindset side of things, and we'll go on to that. But yeah, for sure. that, you were sort of savvy with that at an early age, and that's something that I think created, like you say, it might feel like you're not working hard, but that's just a product of lots of good decisions over a long period of time. Yeah, that's just, true. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. So do you think you have a better balance now? Yeah. Um... It's definitely a different kind of balance now to what it was then. I mean, I've got two kids, family, business. So uh, I still love uh, a party. I still love a drink. You know, I, I believe that life is for living. And uh, I, 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 always, uh, I always will. So, yeah, my balance is now spending time with my kids and my family. My business has always been set up to with freedom as the first priority. And that was the main reason why. I was drawn to my uh, my business partner who's now Danny because he was very much preaching that as well mm-hmm. on his socials and it was very apparent that he like driven by freedom. So our whole business is set up for for that. So all our, my team works remotely. We go to the office once a week. Other than that, it's no working hours. Do do what you want. Just everything's performance based. Get the work done and you can crack on and you know live your life. The minute you start falling behind, we'll have, we'll have a chat. But everyone respects that and you know everyone loves the the lifestyle of the business. So everyone just cracks on and it's very our retention rate is high you know not many people leave so yes we're blessed one thing i wanted to ask you was obviously you became a father to two beautiful kids and has did Mm -hmm. that change your view on health at all becoming a father changed my views on everything bro only when you have your own kids yourself you'll understand the feeling that comes along with it it's like life takes on a whole new meaning it's it's not just about you anymore i was Looking back, I was very selfish and not not as selfish in a, in a way of like, you know, traditional, but like I'd put myself first and it was just about what I wanted and, and my good time and me, me, me and my accomplishments and my success. Then it becomes about them. I don't think I'd be having the successes I have if it wasn't for them because, you know, it's I'm doing it for a, a bigger reason now. So and health wise, yeah, I mean, you want to stay healthy and you want to be strong for them when they're older. You want to be able to play with them and, you know, you want to be able to pick them up and throw them around. So. Yeah, it's just you want to yeah you want to be healthy and, and, and live and live a long time. So, especially with you know with what's happened to me in the past, you know, it can be so unexpected and you could lose your parents and you never know when you might. So yeah, it's yeah it's always at the forefront of my mind. I I have a little thing that I do, and I think I actually posted about it this morning maybe, where I have a little um, hack that I like to do, where in the mornings I'll close my 
most horrific thing has happened. I have had a phone call that something horrendous has happened to my family, and then I open my eyes and instantly there's that gratitude that just just takes over, um, and your perspective just shifts, and things that might have been a problem when you first woke up suddenly are just insignificant, and your whole day changes. So I think I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but I think I've think I've answered your question. <laughs> That's actually one thing that I was going to talk to you about as as we move through was the gratitude side of things. One thing I've always picked up from from you is that you have this overriding gratitude. And I think it's a really difficult, just from doing this podcast, it's a really difficult thing for people to get right, mm-hmm. gratitude. And yeah. what I think is interesting with yours is like specifically is it's easy. I think a lot of people get gratitude wrong and think that it comes from, it's, it's almost easy to look at someone's situation, right? And say, listen, listen, you've got the family, you've got the business, you've got the body. Of course, you're grateful. But this started way before all of that. This started in your, almost in your lowest times. I know when you went through some, some real tough times and you always had that gratitude. And it's actually, is that gratitude now a product? Sorry, is your lifestyle now a product of that gratitude back then? Is that something you've had to work on over the years or have you always been grateful? Was there a driver to it? Did something click one day? Yeah. It was just about, it was, it was survival. Uh, like you said, you alluded to them when I was going through the tough times. It was when my mum was really unwell. And um, someone told me about a book, which I think a lot of people read, called The Secret. And that was the first sort of book I read that led me on the path to, you know, self-development and just sort of self-awareness. I like to call it more than self-development. But yeah, I remember when I read that book and I got to the last page and I went straight back to the first page and read it again. And I thought it, all, it made a lot of sense to me, but I also thought, what have I got to lose by thinking this way? I've got everything to gain, nothing to lose. Whatever it doesn't, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Whatever it does, and um, yeah, I really started practicing it. And I had stuff next to my bed that I'd read every morning. And I got my mum involved in it, and she was like terminally ill. And she, I got her wholeheartedly believing that she was going to beat it. So at the time when I was, you know, uh, talking about it all, my mum was fully on board because she was a, she was always a very, very, very optimistic person. So it was easy for her, despite the fact that she was basically a, a vegetable. Um, couldn't move but my dad at the time used to say like not not in front of my mum but he would just say like you're wasting your time kind of thing it's like you're not you can there's no way this is going to help but after she passed and now in hindsight he said to me that she would have been gone years and years before if it wasn't for you so so that was what got me started on it all so yeah how how i am now is definitely a, a, a byproduct of that and my gratitude now comes from it's my perspective on things because it's just like you can't hurt me anymore like I've been through the worst so it's like if I can be happy in them times when it's you know the world's crumbling then there's no more problems anymore because I was happy when I was going through the worst time so now it's like I almost get maybe more down days and the more successful I get because it's it highlights the fact that I can't share like do it share it with her it was all for her do you know what I mean so yeah, I think there's um, obviously a big misconception that money brings happiness. I don't think it does. I think money brings happiness to people who are already happy. Money is a magnifying glass to what you already are. If you're a happy and giving person, you'll become more happy and giving. If you're a selfish and unhappy person, you'll become more selfish and more unhappy. It won't change anything. It'll magnify and just really illuminate the person you already are. So, yeah, it's what what I went through there and, and that has definitely paid huge dividends to how I now operate and fruits have, have, have bared themselves now. So, yeah. 
I love it, mate. Thank you for sharing that. And just you alluded on there, you, you know, you're happy and your happiness and how that is something that is, you know, built, I guess, upon like, you know, it's reality minus your expectations, right? And you can, you can create your own happiness. Do you, do you believe happiness is a choice? Do I believe happiness is a choice? Yeah, absolutely it is. Obviously, like you said before, people will look and go, it's easy for you to be happy when, um, mm. you know, you've got your success and your family and your whatever, whatever else it may be. But like I uh, mentioned before, I, I was happy when anyone, when um, many of men would have crumbled. So I learned it at the lowest time. So yeah, I do believe happiness is a choice because I've been there and I've done it and I, I've, you could actually argue that I was happier when I had t- five or ten to my name and I'd be able to. It's funny because people I met then as well used to say, oh, I, I always thought you was balling. And I always thought you had this and that when I had nothing. So because I always believed I was going there. So I, I just sort of, you know, I suppose it's vacant to the making kind of thing. But uh, I was living frugally, but I was in my mind, I was already there. Um, no matter what business I was trying, I always believed it was going to make, make me millions. Uh, and how wrong I was, probably on my, this is probably my, maybe it was like eight. It was maybe my eighth stab at it that got me there, but yeah, definitely do believe happiness is a choice. It's definitely something that takes a lot of practice and uh, tricks and sort of little hacks you can do. So I think people just need to learn those and learn the little triggers that can snap them out of moods, but also understand that it's not natural to feel happy all the time, nor should you aspire to feel happy all the time because as humans, we've got so many emotions and we're supposed to feel all those emotions as you need to have the down days to appreciate the up days and to, to be at rock bottom is just proof that the top is just as real. Do you know what I mean? So when you have the down days, have them and stay in them for a bit and don't try and snap yourself out of it straight away. But if it's something stupid that you're in the mood about, you know, if someone's cut you off in traffic, don't let that ruin your day. But if it's something that's, you know, you are feeling bad about something, sit in it for a bit, you know, think about it and, but don't let it ruin your week. Do you know what I mean? I had to say once if you had one blowout and, on your car you wouldn't slash the rest of the tires and, and fucking call it a day so if you have one bad day or whatever don't let it ruin your week or one bad week don't let it ruin your month month ruin your year etc you know what I mean so yeah I do believe it's a choice it's just something that people need to practice more and read about all the information's out there whatever you want someone's done it before whatever problems you've got someone's had them before and they've probably written a book about it so you just need to go out and find the information it's just not as tangible as say like your physique is with physique it's there it's easy it's black and white adapt yeah. adapt your training adapt your nutrition up here it's a bit more it's intangible oh, it's yeah. difficult to it's difficult to play those games you can lie to yourself you can trick yourself exactly another thing that i've picked up on with your journey big time is this personal responsibility that you have you've always held yourself fully responsible for everything that's happened yeah like the good the bad is that something that you? Is that something that you implemented yourself? Was the sort of tough times what where that came from? Um, that came from reading as a, I suppose you call him a philosopher, maybe he's definitely or a business thought leader, maybe you call him. I don't know. He's called Jim Rowan, and he said the day you become a man is when you take responsibility for everything that's in your life. And then the more I thought about it, and I read about it and stuff, it just sort of basically means. When you assume full responsibility for everything that happens, even something blatantly not your fault, that's when you have control about how you react to it. When it's when you give someone else the blame or the responsibility for whatever it is, you give up all the power and you don't have it's not down to you then about 
what happens about it. Whereas if it's you just take the whole responsibility, then you're in the driver's seat. So that's all it is, really. And also, if you assume responsibility, you can then sort of prevent it happening again. Whereas if you blame it on someone else, you're not in control. They, they, they could, it could easily happen again. So yeah, that's where that came from. And do you think the personal, like taking full personal responsibility goes back to creating a really good headspace and a, and a positive mindset for yourself? Yeah, because like I said, then you're the captain of your ship. Do you know what I mean? When it's mm-hmm. everything's on you, you're you're in control and that's really what it's about. And, you know, no one's coming to save you. And when it's all on you, then it's just very empowering. So when you just accept that, then you can, yeah, realize that you're in control of your own life. It's, it's up to no one else. No one's coming to save you, like I said. And, yeah, it's just empowering, I think, just to know that everything's your responsibility. All right, you might be a bit of a burden sometimes, but that's what life's about, isn't it? The ups and the downs. Like I said before, you need to go to downs to get to appreciate the ups, and the best ups come after the downs. You don't learn nothing from the downs either, from the ups, sorry, the bad things. Even like last year with business and stuff, we, I, I was talking to a friend about it the other day, I think I got a bit too comfortable, and then we went through a bit of a rocky few months because we got too comfortable, and we all did, because we were flying so much. And now we've assessed it and we've reacted to it and now we're, we're doing well again. And it was the same when I was saying to you before about the stuff that I went through before. What I learned there is just, I'm, I'm almost grateful for the, for the passion of my mum because it made me who I am. Although I'd you know, give anything to have her back, I'd give everything away. Cut my arms off and all that, but uh, I've got to be grateful for, me, for it somehow because I wouldn't be here without that experience and I wouldn't think like this and you know I wouldn't have the success if it wasn't for that. So I've got to have some gratitude for that do you know what I mean it's just such an incredibly powerful mindset mate it's incomprehensible as in what what you went for and and going back to like the personal responsibility and and the attitude and the gratitude all of that type thing it's so easy to go down the other route there almost see it as exactly you know the blame the victim or how easy would have it I'm sure you had days where you felt like that like how easy would it have been for you to go down that route where you're like you know what that was that was everything that was what i was living for that was and you know what's what's the point but for you to turn it around and to actually sit there and say that you're genuinely grateful for that in a roundabout way is well i think to be honest it's why you probably are where you are today that's that's where the mindset shift is just incredible power of the mind just goes to show 100 percent another thing that you are sorry another thing that you alluded to there is mistakes or lessons if you like failures like you said what's this this is your eighth eighth proper business and you know you've always had that belief you've always had that and you speak about it a lot you speak about it's important to make mistakes and they're oh yeah that's what you learn from so do you think that that again is product of where you are now is the mistakes that you've made over time and every single one you've seen as a lesson yeah for sure mistakes are just they're imperative to success if you have no mistakes and you've achieved success you Odds are you probably lose it. You lose your successes, or you won't stay up there, stay at the top for long. If you're not making mistakes, you're not working hard enough, right? Yeah, or you're not trying enough things. You're not taking enough risks. You know, there's no one. um, The people who are successful are the ones that they guaranteed they've failed way more times than people who aren't successful just because they're willing to put themselves out there and make the risks. I think Winston Churchill said, "Success is going from failure to failure with enthusiasm," and I always love that. (laughs) So good. Because it is, and I think in these days as well, it's, you know, a scary failure in this sort of Instagram and social life that we live in now where everything's everywhere. You don't, mm-hmm. like, failure's scary. Failure's, you know, you want to be seen as a success. You know, you want to portray success. But 
but you say the lessons are in the, almost back to back to the mental health side of things. The lessons are in the down days. You yeah, don't learn much from being, you don't learn much from the top. No, nothing from the top. You don't learn nothing from the top other than complacency. I think all right, it's people scared of failure, but more than that, people are scared of what people think, and that's they're scared of people seeing their failures. They're not they're obviously scared of failing themselves, but they're more scared about what other people think. And if people could just shake that one thing about what other people think, then you, your life would just be amazingly better because people are going to think what they want about you anyway, and you can never control that. It's not really to do with you what people think about you. It's, they're just reflecting what they think about themselves. You know, I think what what did Drake say? Haters are just confused admirers or something like that. And it was like that. They just they see something in you that they wish they had in themselves. And people love to the loudest booze come from the shittiest seats. So don't worry about what people think about you. Just crack on, and people will talk about you your failures when you're at the top but you'll be at the top then so it's only then you'll get the round of applause but just uh, don't worry about that clap for yourself because at the end of the day you'll realise that no one really cares anyway you know they'll care they'll talk about you for maybe a minute and then next minute it'll be some, someone else so everyone's far too concerned about themselves to be worrying about what you're up to <laughs> yeah oh, most yeah. people don't even like themselves let alone you so well, really that's, <laughs> yeah that's it I mean like you say it says it, it, I think when you sort of get hate or criticism or, or anything like that it says it says far more about the person that's giving it than than the person that's receiving it yeah absolutely like i, I think i had a quote sometimes that successful people don't hate and people who hate aren't successful or happy one of the two happy people don't hate and people who hate aren't happy which is very very true you'll never hear criticism from someone who's doing better than you do you know what i mean never never it's not yeah not what i can't think of one case it's not a thing, no no <laughs> One thing I love that I've always loved about what you put on like social media, and again, it goes back to sort of the mindset tips and tricks and sort of ideas that we were talking about a minute ago, is this whole set the tone approach to the day. It's actually something that I did, where it's like, first thing you do in the morning is put an upbeat song on, whatever, whatever the scenario, yeah. put an upbeat song on and set the tone for the day. And it's something that stuck with me. Where was that born from? Was that, again, just one of those things that you just implemented and thought, right, I like this? Yeah, I um, I can't remember if it came before or after I read a book. I read a book called The Miracle Morning, which is a great book and I recommend it. I don't know if it came before mm-hmm. that or after it, but yeah, it's just on the days when I did do that and I had a bit of a morning routine that would sort of set me up for the day, I just noticed that my days were so much better. And then obviously when your days are better, your weeks are better, your weeks are your months, your, months are your years. And, you know, so by just fixing sort of the beginning of your day before you even, because once your day starts, you're reactive to everyone else. Once your phone set, once you look at your phone, you're reactive then for the rest of the day. You're not proactive. Whereas in the mornings, if you just control what you're doing, make sure you feel good straight away, get yourself in a good headspace, move your body a little bit. It just makes your day so much better. And another thing which I, I think is a really big hack, and I think it's why religious people say they pray in the mornings and pray for other people, is um, which I'm not really religious, by the way, but is um, sending out good energy to people. So like what I do in the morning sometimes is I'll put like a thought up on my story maybe, or I'll send messages to my friends. And sometimes just stupid ones of me dancing and just sending some good vibes to them. And I just noticed I don't know how it works or whatever, but I just noticed that my days are always better on them days. It's just about putting good energy, I suppose, about putting good karma out there or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, obviously when I did start doing it, I started reading about it more and how I've always been obsessed by, uh, like I said before, learning what successful people or people who have achieved the kind of happiness or success that I want, what they do and what their practices are and how they got there. And I just I found out that a lot of them have certain things to do in the mornings to, to set themselves up. So success leaves clues, and I think you just need to go out and find them. But yeah, setting yourself up in the morning, just getting yourself in a good headspace. Some people like to meditate, some people like to read, some people like to do whatever, but some people like to watch the news, and I'd definitely say that's one thing not to do, because you just have to just, uh, <laughs> just 
pissing your barbecue straight away. You just need to get yourself in a good space, man, and just do things that make you happy straight away, and then go and crack on. Write a list of what you want to do for the day, bang it out, whatever. But yeah, the music thing for me is just music is the is a is a huge huge part of my life. Even if I'm feeling down, I put music on, I just dance, I just sing, just stack like a bit of a tip for a bit. You know what I mean? And it just helps so much. Well, actually, last week's guest on on this podcast said something really interesting. I can kind of link it back to that where he said that with morning thoughts, he, it was a big eye opener for him that he had these. When it was a bad day, he woke up and he was having like a bad day, and he was like, "I, I don't understand. Like, my business is in the same place as it was yesterday. My health <clears> is in the same place as it was yesterday. My kids' health is in the same place as it was yesterday. Nothing's changed, but I've gone from being." normal and happy and in a really good headspace yesterday to in a really bad headspace today and he was like as soon as you kind of view it as that you realize you're in full control and that you can, can set these days up i know it sounds so obvious but it's such a powerful mindset shift and like you say then what happens is when you start winning your mornings or setting your days up or setting the tone for the day however you sort of want to articulate it that then turns into all of the other areas of your life start, start benefiting from it right like your business your relationships your health all of those things start and, and you're in full control of that morning. That's powerful when you realise. Yeah, it's almost like an awakening, isn't it? It's an epiphany or whatever, however you want to sort of say it. It's that I'm in control of yeah. setting this tone here, like fully in control. The, the scenario hasn't changed. Obviously, there are will be days where things, you know, happen, etc. But most of the time you go from being, you know, why really are you in a bad mood? Is it really something that you can't shift or you're not in control of sort of changing. And if it is something you're not in control of, then that answers its own question. Yeah, if you don't sweat about things you can't control, for sure. And you control touched on something there, which um, you said, it's all about perspective. And that's, perspective is my favourite word in the dictionary, I think, because I think that's just everything. That If you really, really want to um, boil it down, it really is about perspective and, you know, gratitude about perspective and, and all that kind of thing so yeah perspective is everything if you can just switch that sometimes your whole paradigm will change and you're just it's, it's just a big uh like you said you get them just aha moments or epiphanies however you want to articulate it but yeah, yeah perspective is everything i completely agree yeah i think it's it's something that i've to be honest even doing this podcast and speaking to interesting people it's been such i know that this this whole like perspective and you can, cre you can create a narrative to essentially anything you want with your life. You can create a narrative to, to have your life sound awful, or you can create a narrative to have your life sound perfect. The yeah. situation's the same. You, you're in full control of that. And it's kind of like when you start understanding that you do have full control over these things, you can really start using it to your advantage, I think, throughout, you know, like I say, going towards everything, whether it be business, health, relationships, even just all around being the best you can be difficult to do that if you're constantly telling yourself a negative narrative around your life for sure well mate i won't take up um i won't take up too much more of your time um what is the ultimate goal with your personal health what's the goal it's a very very good question like i said to you before health to me is everything so i just want physical health just to map just to be just to stay healthy bro just to just to stay just to stay free of illness not so mm -hmm. much about how i look or anything like that my training isn't really anymore about looking better it's about more functionality i've started doing more like calisthenics and stuff like that mm -hmm. it used to be all about weights so it's more for me about staying free from illness and i know some that's one thing that's um sometimes definitely not in your control so every day that you're healthy you should be be grateful when you sort of don't wait don't wait to 
because something horrible's happened to, to make you feel grateful for it because that's what happens a lot of the time. And I think that's why I'm very grateful for it because I've been through that and I've seen it firsthand how it affected my life when uh, with my mum and stuff. So I think people take the health for granted until life teaches them to that they should have, you know, looked after it. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just as long as I'm healthy and my family's healthy and my kids are healthy, I'm there, bro. I love it. And you train a lot for the men. Do you, do you train for the mental benefits as well as the physical benefits? Oh, for sure, bro. It's more for the mental. The days that the days that I don't train, I feel I can feel that more down. I feel like I'm a bit of a waste of a human. You know what I mean, I have <laughs> to train. Like it's just a part of me. It's not like my day's not complete unless I train. I don't really have days off unless I'm drunk. Then I'll, I'll probably not train. But um, yeah, I, I just. My day's not complete unless I've done some form of exercise. It's more mental for me, for sure, than it is physical, without a doubt. Well, Alex, thank you so much for your time, mate. I do appreciate it. Oh, mate, thanks for having me. Let's do it again. 100% round two. Definitely, bro.